Hey, Oz. Curtis. What movie are we watching this week? This week, we've got The Love Child of Titan. Okay. Herbie the Love Bug. Of course. With a heavy dose of Halloween in machine <laughs> form. <laughs> this week, we're talking about John Carpenter's Christine. Boy, he loves this car. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, I think in more ways than one. <laughs> hence the Titan reference. Yep. He loves this car. <laughs> he, he really has a special relationship with this car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They didn't. They didn't show the tailpipe at all in this movie. <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to On another that episode. Note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk About Flicks, the weekly podcast where we take a month of theme and dissect it and evaluate it and try to see if we could qualify for next year's Nobel Peace Prize. Mm. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Oz. I'm the other host, Curtis. And we're here with episode 102 in Stephen King Adaptation Month, and we're covering John Carpenter's Christine. Mm -hmm. Um I have a feeling, and I don't know, I really didn't dig into it. Uh, I have a feeling that Stephen King probably enjoyed Carpenter's adaptation of Christine more than he enjoyed Kubrick's adaptation of The Shining. <laughs> I have a feeling you're correct in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mainly because I don't know what his thoughts were, and he made his thoughts very clear about The Shining. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Christine, the early 1983, mm -hmm. when John Carpenter was still in that, like, bubble of just perfection yes coming on the heels um, of the thing yeah mm -hmm. yeah and so escape, he's still escape in that, from like, new york a couple years before yeah, that yeah yeah where it's just everything he touches is like right in our wheelhouse we were obviously way too young yep. at the time to watch but as we grow <laughs> we're like oh this stuff is just amazing yep. still a couple years away from escape from new from la <laughs> yeah, well yeah like i said every every roller coaster has to has to go down <laughs> and uh, has to eventually throw its passengers off into a fiery inferno. Right. Carpenter's still <laughs> click, click, clicking his way up that first yep. drop. So, uh, but before we get to the meat of this movie, we do yes. want to give a shout out to Patreon subscribers Don S, Aaron A, and Mandy K. Thank you again for your continued patronage. Thank you. Uh, Christine is my movie this week. Yes, it is. So you've got the characters. I've got the characters. I will. I will start again by giving just the the obvious shout out to the uh, the writer Stephen King and the director yeah. John Carpenter. Uh, the cast. We got a fun cast here, Oz. I, I, it really I, is. Yes, with this, this movie and this kind of premise, and you look at the cast list, and you're kind of like, oh, what are we in for here? Right. But the performances, for the most part, work. Uh, we have Keith Gordon. As lead Arnie Cumming Cunningham, uh, the nerdy boy who buys Christine, and then takes a takes an affection to her a little bit. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At one Luke, point, I think uh, he said showing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He was calling her Claudia Schiffer at one point. That's in the movie. right, the Abraham Lincoln. I'm low on gas, and you need a jacket. <laughs> Take me, Garth. Where? <laughs> 
Uh, we have John Stockwell as as Artie's best friend, Dennis Gilder, a former and 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 again sort of to be football player. Yeah. Uh, who's who's sort of a jock, but also Arnie's best friend. So we have a jock, yeah, jock was, and nerd. Yeah. It was sweet because it really, even though it's early '80s, it it's one of those rare times where it kind of bucks the trend mm-hmm. of jocks and nerds can't coexist, and yep. these guys do, and and yep. it, they're it's sweet. It really is. Yep. It's two years before Revenge of the Nerds came out, which right. sealed that paradigm. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm probably during the course of this movie going to call uh, the Dennis Gilder character Cougar. Because Dennis, because John Stockwell played Cougar in Top Gun, he did. He played that, him very well. Yeah, several several of kind of like that guy actors in, oh, yeah. in this. Uh, we have Alexandra Paul as Lee Cabot, a new student at the school who ends up becoming uh, Arnie's girlfriend, yeah, mm-hmm. f- future Baywatch herself, Alexandra Paul. Uh, we have Robert Prasky as Will Dardell, the <laughs> local garage owner. Who choose that scene? Oh man! It's even like he visually choose it. Like yeah. he'll take a cigar out and he's still he's still just he's got, chomping on something. He's got cud and it's made it's, of yeah, celluloid. Perpetual cud. <laughs> right. I think that was a Butthole Surfers album too, by the way. Perpetual cud. Perpetual yeah. cud. Yeah. I think it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we have Harry Dean Stanton playing Detective Rudy Junkins. <laughs> What a cool name, Rudy Junkins. Rudy Not Junkins. Jenkins. Nope. Jenkins. Nope. That nope. Makes nope. too much sense. Mm-hmm. Changed it when he came over on the Mayflower. Rudy Junkins. Uh, we have uh, Arnie's parents, Christine Belford as Regina, and then Robert Darnell as Michael. Uh, we have Robert's Blossom, aka Old Man Marley, as yeah. uh, George LeBay, the former owner of Christine. Again, I'll probably call him Old Man Marley at several points. And I and I will probably forever be confused as to what he had on as a top. That we did this last week, Oz, where we kept taking each other. That was one of my okay. that was one of my possible huzz. Parachute <laughs> into this? Yeah, it's, he, he, he he fell down in, in the duct tape section of, of Menards and, yeah, and sorry, I was making a uh, shirt. You caught me hanging from the rafters in the barn. <laughs> like Vincent D'Onofrio in the cell. Uh, we have William Ostrander as Buddy the Bully. He plays a good bully, too. <laughs> he's a good bully. Yeah, he's, he's he, also, good bully. he also would have been a good uh, shop teacher if they would have cast him in that role mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> uh, so, but speaking of shop teacher, we have David Spielberg as Mr. Casey, the shop teacher. Uh, <laughs> and then we have uh, one of the bullies, Malcolm Denaire as Moochie. Moochie, that's a good good bully name, good tough bully name. Yep. Uh, We have let's see, we have Stephen Trash and Stuart Charno as as the other bullies. We see, um, I think it's Stephen Tash is uh, the nerd near the beginning of Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that's the one that's on Vinkman's like. Yeah, it's him and the blonde, and he, yep. he keeps getting everything right, and yep. <laughs> he's shocked anyway. Like yeah, spits his gum, gum out of falls him. out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, we have Kelly Preston in a, in a couple little uh, moments here as Roseanne, a, a as Wikipedia credits her, a friend of Dennis. And it's such a fleeting couple of things that like I didn't even realize she was there until I saw her in the cast list. I was yep. like, oh. And Kelly Preston's there. And Kelly Preston's here. Mm-hmm. So that's our cast, Oz. Again, and, uh, no, a lot of no names or like like that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but some fun performances. Well, and what I like about the casting here is, I mean, yeah, you rattled off several names, but it, it's it's real tight too. Yeah. Like 
everybody is, I mean, everybody has a, a purpose in here. Mm. You know, it's, uh, I mean, maybe with the exception of Kelly Preston, but really everybody you rattled off is integral to what's going on yeah. in the story. Um, Speaking of the which, story, Oz. Yeah, starts out uh, way back in, in a, like, Plymouth Assembly Line. Yeah. Like late 57, we've got... Yeah, Detroit, Michigan. We we have a, um, I'm assuming, an extremely cigarette-filled, <laughs> cigarette-smoke-filled assembly line. Yep, I, I, they were making camels in the plant next door. <laughs> part, part of it is, did they, did they put a sapia tone on this, or is everything just nicotine? It was part? just, it's just nicotine-stained. <laughs> it just got into the film stock. And so, um, yeah, they make... Carpenter pulls no punches in demonstrating which car is Christine at any given moment. <laughs> you, th you think? <laughs> every car in this assembly line is, like, white. Like, yes. it like, hasn't even had a paint job yet, except Christine. Except like, Christine. Um, Christine is a... <laughs> Despite being on an, an assembly line, appears to be a fully functioning automobile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything got the radio in there, seat belts, everything. <laughs> like, uh, like who, who put the prototype on the assembly line? Um, it's it's you know efficiency. You you have one person assemble the entire car. Right. It yeah. took that person eighteen months, yeah. but they did. Jerry needed overtime, so he went ahead and put this <laughs> D together. Um, so yeah, we get this rolling in, and we've got a guy who's just putting something under a hood. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, he lifts Christine's hood to put whatever part in, and the hood just comes slamming down on his arm. Yeah, it does. Um, and it so breaks his arm. I'm assuming mm -hmm. or whatever. Very, uh, very reminiscent of, and I forget the character. I think it was like a, a doctor character in the thing. Who had oh, yeah. his, his arms clamped off? Yes, yes. It just smashes his arm. Mm -hmm. Cut to him walking away with gauze all over it because whatever. And then later on, <laughs> a gauze a, fixes all. Wrap <laughs> it. Cure his broken like arms. Wrapped in gauze, like yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they took the whole. You, you know, like the <laughs> the old style. Um, like bathrooms where there was just one big towel. Oh yeah, 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 just, yeah, you know, yeah, the bowling alley like, towel. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's what they wrapped his arm in was the uh -huh. entire towel, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, cut to another worker, and and I don't know why, but every time I see this movie, and I know it's not the same guy because they don't look anything remotely alike. But the guy that sits down in in Christine's driver's seat yep, yep. always reminds me of like the large black man in UHF that has like the, the big yep. eyes uh -huh. and he just gets surprised. I don't know yep. why, but, but he does. Yep. yep, the guy who's like chugging the entire thing of yep. coffee at UHF. Exactly. Uh, so guy sits down and Christine starts a song and, you know, he flicks ashes into her. Ash, ashes all, all over the back seat. You know, and, uh, and then they later on in the day, I'm assuming, Somebody comes through the assembly line and sees Christine's still playing music. So mm -hmm. they open the driver's side door and this man just falls out of the car dead. He's dead. So Christine's not even off the assembly line yet and has a death count of two. Well, yeah. one. <laughs> one in an arm. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a taste for blood. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a taste for blood. <laughs> so we fast forward about two decades. Yep. Um, and we we this is where we meet um arnie really uh cougar we'll, we'll just go with cougar. <laughs> arnie and cougar right uh cougar's picking arnie up for school um <laughs> you know and he's i mean cougar's driving his blue whatever car it's yeah. it's a nice sportsy kind yeah. of muscle car 
and Arnie comes running out, and like he's just this poor guy. We're just oozing nerd. You know, his like hips and shoulders are yeah. everywhere as he runs. Yeah, he's wearing and... a cardigan, and he's got big glasses on, and his yeah. mom had packed his lunch, and it's kind of kind of kind of slicked hair. You've got yogurt in that. He d- drops the garbage bag on his way out, and and uh, like <laughs> stomps through the mud puddle on the way to the car. Like he just. And you know, and and Cougar's just kind of rolling his eyes. It's his best friend; like he loves the kid, but he realizes he, you know, like he's just hopeless and yep. whatever. They get to school. Um, there's some hoopla about the new girl, mm-hmm. the new girl, and uh, you know, and naturally, and it is the '80s, so let's let's just be crystal clear here. All of these teenagers are easily 25. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're all particularly Buddy the Bully, who's got to be in his 40s. Buddy the Bully, Buddy the Bully <laughs> is like is like the 80s version of Crater Face from Greece. It's like he's still in high school, but he has no hairline. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just way too old for this. And so, yeah, have you seen the new girl? Arnie can't get his locker open. Cougar helps him out. I mean, he really sets the dynamic that. Yeah. The only reason Arnie is not being attacked by everybody is because his best friend is the quarterback. You know, his yeah. best friend, the, the football player. Um, word gets out that Buddy and his gang, which really just consists of three other guys. <laughs> Moochie. Moochie. And Moochie the and the, the nerd from Ghostbusters. Exactly. <laughs> They've got Arnie cornered in the shop. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just to show the bravado of Cougar, like... I mean, he he just goes to the shop and makes a very valid attempt to just defuse the situation. Like, like this is the school bully and his gang, mm-hmm. and he's you know, and and Cougar's just viewed as I guess untouchable enough. He just waltzes right in there. And he's like, "Come on, buddy, knock it off." You know, like yeah. I'm telling you to quit, so quit. Um, you know, Buddy takes Arnie's lunch and cuts right through his yogurt. Yeah, Pull, pulls I, I, out a switchblade. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. a big switchblade. You know, looking for the teacher. You know, Cougar just sends a girl, go get Mr. Casey. Mr. Casey shows up and, uh, you know, quickly cleans house. Like, yeah, he does. <laughs> he, he lays things down. I will say a little a little almost too much. At one point he lays hands on, on uh, yeah. Buddy. But, yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, and, and it, it was it was funny watching Buddy just quit. Like, well, he started it. And, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because yeah, you're you, the victim, buddy. Yeah, Mr. Casey knows better. You know, four on one. Well, Arnie Star- Cunningham started it. That guy, <laughs> that loser over there, <laughs> that nerd, <laughs> and uh, that piece of human filth over there. And so <laughs> <laughs> he can't start anything. Yeah, he can't uh, do anything. Look at him. And and uh, and Hollywood style, of course. Buddy just gets expelled. Like. There's no hearing. No, there, there's no, no meeting with the board. No, no due process. No, because no. in Hollywood you're just expelled. You're gone. <laughs> what, um, what movie was it where uh, somebody just got ex- gets expelled like on stage? We, we oh, reviewed. It was, it was Lean on me with uh, uh, Morgan Freeman or was Denzel. It? Yeah, was it Morgan Freeman? Denzel. Denzel Washington. It was something we covered. We haven't done Lean on me. Oh, was this something we covered? Must it, yeah, I can't remember what it was. It, well, yeah, it's not, Im- not important. But um, yeah, so Buddy gets expelled, which really lays down mm-hmm. the 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 conflict in the movie, yes. for Arnie. Because at this point, Arnie's just the victim. Yep. 
So all of this happens at school. Cougar and Arnie are driving home and they drive by old man Marley's house. Like they're just having conversation <laughs> and Arnie just flips out. Like, go back, stop the car, go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back. And, uh, you know, he, Dennis backs up and what are you talking about? And there, there's Christine. Call him to looks, him. Looks like she's been sitting there for 20 years. Yep. Like she probably has. Yeah. I mean, real rough shape. Um, you could, I mean, in looking at, looking at the, the housing situation for old man Marley here, mm-hmm. he, you know, the car hasn't been touched cause he hasn't mowed his yard in six years. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I mean, it's got ice or it's got salt everywhere on it from that, yeah. <laughs> from salt in the sidewalks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's in on these murders, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Explain that shovel. Yeah, tell us where your brother went. Um, and so he's just, Arnie is just in love with this car. Uh, he sees a lot of himself in there, neglected, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, ignored. You it's, know, it's, but at one point he t- says, like, it's the only, it's maybe the for, maybe for, for, for the first time in my life, I found something uglier than me. Right. You know, and then he looks right in the camera and goes, oh. Oh, let's hear from Arnie. <laughs> oh, poor Arnie. Mm, yeah, everybody pity Arnie. And uh, and so, you know, he just straight up, what do you want for the car? And, you know, an old man, Marley, being being an old man, he's got to tell a story first. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, as an old man, I can't just get you a deal. Let me tell you, my, my brother loved this car. And he <laughs> and loved the car, and he's dead. And, and two houses down, there was old lady, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, Buried on top of an ancient Native American burial ground. <laughs> right. You know, and Cougar's like, come on, Arnie, let's get out of yeah. here. Like, this is a waste of your money. This is a waste of time. Um, you know, and Arnie's... No, he's, I, he's locked in. I'm walking yeah. away with that car. You know, he's like, car, the car's name's Christine. And he's like, oh, well, I'm buying Christine. Mm-hmm. 250 bucks. And uh, brings it home. I mean, I really don't know how he got it home, but he gets it home. His parents are like, his mom is con- like absolute control freak. Yeah, um, she flips out. Yeah, she runs that household. With yeah, she does. <laughs> uh, and so she's just absolutely, you are not keeping that car here. And he's like, fine, fine. So Yeah, and you get the impression that's really the first time he's ever really piped up to his right. folks. Oh, yeah, you definitely, he's never stood his ground before. And his mom clearly doesn't like it. Yeah, but he's just like, no, no, I'm doing this. Um, takes it down to Darnell's garage mm-hmm. slash junkyard, where <laughs> the same slash, cigarette slash ashtray, right? <laughs> the same junk, or the same. I think they just reused the cigarette smoke from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they just they just piped it in. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 right yeah, they just captured it in a big lad bag. I don't think Darnell's changed his clothes in a, <laughs> two weeks minimum. Um, Oh, you're being very generous. Oh, very generous, yeah. I know. And so Dar- Darnell's like, yeah, you could keep it here. I mean, and again, he, Arnie has this demeanor about him that everybody just wants to bully him. Yeah. Like, even if they aren't necessarily a bad person, everybody, he's just so wimpish that everybody just takes, you know, just mm-hmm. takes takes him, up, takes him down. Mom's always taking him down. Really, like, um... Dennis is the only one that actually gives him his due. It treats him with dignity, yeah. Right, right. Everybody else is, even his own parents just look down at him. Um, And so you can keep your car here. Here's what it costs. And Arnie 
devotes his entire being into mm-hmm. fixing up Christine. Yeah, like every every, every, every moment, moment he's not at school, he's there at the garage. Every moment he's free, he's mm-hmm. there, um, and he's he's starting to change his personality. Like he's yeah. dressing better. He does away with his glasses. He gets a little arrogant. Like he's really building much, some much more, much more confidence. And and in a way that, like a lot of people who've never really had that much confidence, it's usually starts out as too much. You know, it just kind of gets real arrogant. But um, Darnell even cuts him some slack. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, it just hey, I've seen the way you're working around here. You're good with a wrench. Basically, like I'll I'll pay you to you know. Take all you want in parts. I'll pay you to work. Like just my, sweep the floor every once in a while, kind of thing. Because I have never. I'm, I'm chuckling a little bit because he's like, like he, like he eventually kind of warms up to Arnie a little bit. But at first, yeah. he's like, like, like Arnie's putting new windshield wipers on Christine, and 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 Darnell walks up. You can't polish a turd. <laughs> 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 and, then he, and then he gets on him like, like you've been taking a lot of my scrap heap. Don't you don't think you got the gold kit to the crapper? <laughs> <laughs> don't think that, Arnie. Don't think you got the gold key to the crapper. <laughs> There's a gold key to this crapper? Yep. Yes, there is. I was just coming through the front door. Um, <laughs> oh, and Robert so, like, Roski. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like he's like a uh, M. Emmett Walsh. Yes. Of just he just really leans into that just disgusting. Oh, man. Yeah, he's so gross. It's just such a <laughs> gross character. Everything yeah, about he, him. He's he's like a, he's like a mustard stain personified. I was gonna say along the same lines of like he looks like a perpetually dirty pair of like tidy whiteies. Yeah, <laughs> and un unwashed tidy whiteies. Like they're just they're they're just dingy brown all the time. Mm-hmm. And Everything's gray. Like the elastic waistband's loose. Yeah, <laughs> like, but he wears them anyway because yep. well, there's no holes. Right. <laughs> it's already on. Don't think you got the gold key to the crapper. <laughs> he, says, he says that to himself in the mirror every every day. That's what keeps him going. Right. Right. Keeps him grounded so he doesn't get hey, cocky. Wh- whatever, whatever mo- self motivation you need. Right. I'm gonna start telling that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna build that into my daily affirmations. I'm just gonna stare at myself in the mirror. Still, Curtis, still don't think you got the daughter. Yeah, don't think you got the gold key to the crapper. Uh, and so, uh, as as Arnie's building this confidence, his obsession with Christine just gets stronger and stronger to yes, the point where yes, it does. His, like his relationship with his parents is strained. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see Dennis as often. Oh, he he has a fun conversation with his dad at one point. Very fun one. Like, <laughs> very colorful. Yes, uh, that's one way to put it. Like, very threatening and very... He basically goes Buddy Rapperton on his dad. Uh-huh. You know, grabs him by the collar. Like, he's got him in a chokehold. Yeah, and he's literally he, choking his dad. Calls calls him an, an MF-er. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my, oh, my goodness, Arnie. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, Arnie is here, so... Um, but yeah, it's it, it. I remember you texted me and you're like, "I forgot about that." Like, wow, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it, he's, he's in. Like Arnie uh-huh. is locked in. Um, he has another conversation. Or no, Dennis goes back to old man Marley. Um, and he's basically like, "What? What's going? Like, he's completely changed with this mm-hmm. car. What's going on?" And it, and he tells him, he goes, "My brother's the same way. Yeah, just obsessed with it." Something about um, that car. Something about Christine. Yeah, it's like is his five-year-old niece 
died, choked to death in the car. His mm-hmm. sister-in-law and brother both committed suicide. Like, that car is trouble. It's like, that information would have been useful the other day, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Old Man Marley. <laughs> you don't want to take that car up there. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all go that way. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. It's like, I'll show you where the car is, but... Up here, you bury your own. <laughs> uh, but they should have cast Fred Gwynn in that part. <laughs> it would have worked. And Fred, um, and Fred Gwynn is Old Man Marley in Home Alone. That too. In, 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 full, in full monster um, makeup and regalia. <laughs> big, big Frankenstein boots. <laughs> um, and so we had mentioned Lee Cabot earlier, uh, mm-hmm. being the new girl. And, you know, she's... And she's uh, she's new. She's every, of course every male in the school is predatory. Dennis is trying to play the long game, trying to mm-hmm. play it cool. Um, Arnie makes his move. Like we don't know about it yet yeah. until yeah. like we're at one of Dennis's football games, and apparently Arnie, while he doesn't have the golden key to the crapper, apparently he does have front row parking. Yeah, he just <laughs> pulls right up to the end zone. He's basically, <laughs> he's basically parking in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just he's just making out with Lee. Yeah, just you right know, there. And, and uh, you know, Dennis, you know, he, he sees him there and he kind of gets his clock cleaned. And, you know, he's injured now, so he's got more time to focus on Arnie. Um, this is the first time that Dennis has seen Christine also. Like, Christine mm-hmm. is fully restored now. Arnie has, um, you know, Arnie's completely revamped. I mean, it's a brand new car, basically. Yep. She looks yeah. like a brand new car. Arnie's done a fantastic job. Arnie's probably had a little bit of help, too, but that's okay. Um, Arnie and Lee have a relationship. Again, Arnie is just taken over. He's this. He's the 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 just the new stud at school in his yeah. own mind. Like he, his self confidence is is winning him some bets, and he's taking full advantage. Mm-hmm. In the we, meantime, Dennis is in the hospital. Yeah, he's in the hospital because that injury where he's when he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be running for a touchdown, and he instead watches his best friend make out with a girl while he's running with a football. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Steve, Steve Atwater was out there playing for the other team, just right, yeah. lays about. Rob Ronnie, Woodson was a high school student. <laughs> Ronnie Lott was was playing for the other team. <laughs> exactly, just bulldozed him, puts him in the hospital, and his football high school football career is over. Pretty sure it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. (laughs) Goldberg speared him right there at the goal line. Right there. Roman Reigns jumps in. (laughs) He didn't hear Hacksaw yell, ho, from halfway across the field. (laughs) Takes him out. Cougar takes a two-by-four to the back. (laughs) Savage dropped an elbow from the (laughs) goalpost. And all all of this happened, by the way. it's, it's It's all in there. Oh, it's all there. Theatrical cut. Yeah. Um, well, Arnie and Lee are spending more time together. They've got a relationship. And everything. we really haven't seen much of Christine at all. She's been at Darnell's. Mm-hmm. So now Arnie has got Christine out and Lee is there. And they go to a drive-in in the rain. And Lee just has a feeling. She's just really uncomfortable with Christine. Something's not right. Um, it's just... And there's really... I I don't I mean I don't know just a vibe I guess but I mean it's it's in the script because it's like yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like it's not like the cars make 
making your seat rattle or anything. Like, you're just uncomfortable in this car, probably because she's a high school student. Well, supposedly a high school student, and just is jealous of Arnie and his passion mm-hmm. for his car. Yeah. You're um, just jealous of Christine. Right. And he and he's getting real short with her, too. Like, he's very protective of his vehicle. Uh, yes, yes, that is putting it kindly. It's important that it's raining here because Arnie gets out to fix a windshield wiper, and while he's out of the car, the radio turns on by itself, which we've seen happen, mm-hmm. and it's playing that 50s rock and roll music that we've seen before. The eerie um, green glow, too, from the yeah, radio. Like, like, <laughs> right, like, Christine cranks up the backlight of the radio to 11, uh-huh. Um, and, and scaresly, she starts choking on her food. Yeah. Arnie sees it through the windshield, tries to get her the, the driver's side door open, and it's locked. He can't get in and save her. Um, you know, she eventually gets herself out, and like another guy who happened to be walking by grabs her, gives her the Heimlich, mm-hmm. um, and she just straight up tells Arnie, "I'm not. I'm done with the car. I'm not getting the car again." Yeah. Um, and so that's the first time we've really, outside of the opening scene, where we've seen Christine um, just have some personality, I guess. Uh, and it's always showcased by music. It seems mm-hmm. like, you know, the radio carries on some song whose theme or title ties into what's yeah. going on at that current moment. Um, <laughs> Artie, Artie turns to, to Lee after all this has happened and says, I think you're just sexually frustrated. <laughs> that's the only excuse you have for choking on a hot uh, that, dog. That's gotta be what it is. You just can't get enough of me, baby. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm just done with your car. No. Uh, I give Carpenter a lot of credit here because he planted so many seeds early in the movie with Buddy and the gang and Lee mm. moving to school or whatever. And then we focus on Arnie and his evolution, and then we drop Lee back in, and then we drop Buddy back in, because mm-hmm. here we've got a scene where Buddy and his gang go to Darnell's. Um, real, kind of a fun scene, where they sneak in and just destroy Yeah, Christine. they do. Sledgehammers and ti- yeah. tire irons. Like, just take her apart. Absolute destruction mm-hmm. of, of Christine. Uh, because they're angry at Arnie, and this is yeah. what they're going to get back. They're going to get back. Um, Arnie shows up. I mean, they're gone already. He comes in and sees that his car has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's very distraught that Lee's trying to comfort him because she's his girlfriend, and he, yeah. ba- I'm, you're, you, no, I'm done with you. Like breaks yeah, up with her. He shoves her. Yeah, yeah. He's so angry. Because his first love, Christine, has been damaged. That he's like, just, I'm done with you. Yeah. Um, and you didn't like Christine to begin with. Right. He He's talking to his parents about it. He blames his mom. Mm-hmm. Because you, it's her fault. If you yeah. would have let me park the car at home, this wouldn't happen. Yeah. He starts it's lashing out at other people. Yeah. Um, you know, his, his dad even jumps up. We'll just, we'll buy you a new car. Like, we understand how important it is to buy you a new car. <laughs> And like Arnie just in, like insults him and walks away. I'll fix Christine. Yeah, basically I've done it once. I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fix her. Um, <laughs> Back at the garage, they can't hurt us anymore. Not if we work together. Right. Exactly. 
this is where his, his dad tries to follow him and like punish him for the way he's been talking to his mom. And, and this is where Arnie yeah, it's, 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 choke just, just chokes him. Both yeah. hands around his throat, just chokes, chokes out huge. his dad. Like he's got his eyes just bugged out, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed." <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Then he goes back to Darnell's um, alone, and, and this is where Christine reveals that she can fix herself. Uh huh. And it's a really cool scene. Yeah, to watch. you is. know it's all done in reverse, but it's such a cool scene to watch. To watch all these dents pop out and these broken glass reform and it's just a really fun scene to watch <laughs> there was there wasn't a guy inside the car just hammering the dents out in, in real time <laughs> yeah <laughs> he had a green screen suit so they could edit him out yeah <laughs> and faster uh, faster herb <laughs> so you know so uh in a matter of like 45 seconds christine is cherry again yep perfectly fine brand new and now the halloween piece comes in yes Carpenter. Oh, this is such a fun sequence. Oh, I love it's it's like you feel so bad enjoying it, but mm. it's so well done. Yeah. Um Christine just goes on the prowl. Yeah, she like, does. Like she knows she knows who damaged her and she's out to get him. Um that night she goes out on the prowl and she comes across Moochie. How she knew where Moochie was, I don't know, but she found him. Found Moochie. And uh it chases him around the town i it doesn't even matter what town this is i'm sure it's in maine though um chases chases him around the town and like he goes down this really thin alley in a in an attempt to like escape from christine because she's mm-hmm. like on the prowl and christine just like drives into and then continues to drive just basically tearing away crushing herself yeah it. Um, to get into there to him and pins him against the wall and kills him. Um, and the, it's like, we we see the car doing it, so it's tough for us to know if Arnie's behind the wheel or if Christine's operating alone. Mm-hmm. The next day, uh, Detective Junkins. <laughs> <laughs> Junkins. Um, he comes to question Arnie about Moochie's death. Mm-hmm. You know, plays the small talk game. And of course, Arnie's got so much confidence that, you know, he, it's, he's, Arnie's in over his head. Junkins lets him go. You oh, have an I mean, Arnie's the real victim here, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always Arnie, you know? Um, and again, once he found out, he's like, well, those guys deserved it. Like, I didn't do it, but, you know, but they, they deserved had, they it. They had it coming. They had it coming. Mm-hmm. And we fast forward to, Christine targeting the rest of the gang. Uh-huh. Like, Buddy and the guys are at a gas station. And this reminds me a lot of Robocop. Like, when Robocop's yeah. chasing uh-huh. down the gang in the uh-huh. gas station. Yep. Christine, like, like Buddy pulls in, the guys get out, and then Christine just comes wheeling down, veers in, and just T-bones the car. Mm-hmm. Nobody's in it. But, of course, T-bones the car, blows it into the garage. It's leaking gas. Uh, fire starts, gas station explodes, Buddy's running away on foot, and this easily is my yeah. favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. By far. Christine comes following Buddy, and she's completely engulfed in flames. Yes, yes, she, she was is. there when the gas station blew up. She's engulfed in flames. He's sprinting down the road, and she just runs him over. Yeah, like Mad Max style. Yeah, and his, like, his, his 
body's on fire as he's laying dead in the middle of the mm-hmm. road, and she just yeah. drives off into the distance, fully engulfed. So, it's such a carpenter move. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so oh, such cool. a fun sequence. Um, she comes back to Darnell's just smoking, like she's been on fire. Obviously, she's Darnell... smoking, smoking hot, that Christine. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, Darnell's there. He gets very confused because um, he sees the car pull in, and clearly it's worse for wear. Mm-hmm. There's no driver. Um, and he's really confused by it. like burns his hand trying to open the garage, trying to yeah, open the still smoking. Yeah, yeah, driver's side door. So he climbs into the driver's seat, just wondering like what's going on. Radio turns on. The driver's seat starts moving towards the steering wheel and basically crushes him against the steering wheel, and he's dead. <laughs> the golden key to the crapper. <laughs> Not the golden key. The golden key to the crapper. You can't polish a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the police get to Darnell's by the time they find the body Christine is perfectly fine again Mm -hmm. like she's repaired herself Junkins is again questioning Arnie who he gets he gets angrier and angrier more alibis etc etc Lee and Dennis are the only outside of his parents the only two people that still care and again another one of those where Carpenter has veered away from Lee and Dennis long enough that when we bring him back in, you're almost like, oh, yeah, those guys. Like, yeah. he does that with the parents. He does that with Buddy. He does yeah. it with Lee originally. He does it with her again. It's like he's you're just so in, into the movie that when these other characters pop in, you almost almost forgot about them. Um, so Lee and Dennis are basically, they've got an idea. We They've got an intervention planned. Yeah. Because uh, they've decided Arnie's not the same person. And it's Christine. We got to destroy that car. Um, so they got a plan to get Christine to the garage, and they're going to smash her with a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. And they're ready. Like it's going to work. Um, Dennis is in the bulldozer. Lee's kind of in Darnell's garage. They're wait. They can't find the car. Christine then comes out of a pile of scrap metal. Yeah, it's hiding. Yeah, playing possum. Lee, Lee takes off on foot. While Dennis and Christine have a bulldozer car fight, Arnie's now driving, though. Arnie's driving Christine. So he's attempting to run Lee down. Um, Christine runs into the office, throws Arnie through the windshield. Yeah. He gets impaled on some broken glass. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, as he's dying. Grizzly like, looking, yeah. Yeah, because Lee's like right there. Um, as As he's dying, though, he reaches out and like caresses Christine's like the grill, like, like that's my love. Mm-hmm. Christine angry. Now that, that Arnie is dead. She continues to attack yeah. repairing herself faster than before. Yeah. Um, all in like real time. Yeah. Like Dennis and Lee do end up getting her cornered with a bulldozer. And, um, they, I mean, and the, they get her cornered. We fast, you know, the next morning or whatever. We see Christine get crushed in like the scrapyard. Like yeah, she's crushed into a cube. Gets cubed. You know, Junkins is like, job well done, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Gumshoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, Carl in San Diego is yeah. escaped. We'll get her next time. <clears throat> is she um, in South America? Right. <laughs> Hit it, Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Junkins is almost like, well, I avoided having to do any paperwork. Nice yep. job, kids. <laughs> you know, they feel bad because 
obviously Arnie was sacrificed. Yeah, yeah, their best friend and boyfriend is, is dead. Yeah, and then uh, we get a fun little end here where they hear 50s rock start up. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like, obviously, understandably, terrifies them. And then there's just a junkyard worker walking by with, like, a big boombox. Yeah, um, <laughs> because because who carries around a boombox over their shoulder and doesn't play 1950s, like, like sock op music? At, at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while they're paying attention to that, they don't notice that Christine's grill twitches just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of our movie. That is Christine. Oh, as, I love as, as bad to the bone takes us to the credits. Yeah, it's true. A little, <laughs> yeah. George Thorgood and the Destroyers. Yeah. Hey, folks, at this point in the show, Oz and I each give our own unique rating about the film we've been yapping about. 1983's Christine, 40 years old as the the time of of this review. Yeah. Back in 1983. Hey, Oz, how would you rate this flick? I'm going to give this a 58 Plymouth Fury. That makes complete sense. So that's what she's getting from me. What are you giving it? Uh, this didn't really come up before. I think it's going to come up again, uh, perhaps in our three, two, ones here. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, 74 third-party crotch grabs. Oh yeah, yeah, Moochie. <laughs> Good old Moochie. It's his go-to bully move. Because <laughs> what? Because when I when I'm in a fisticuffs with somebody else, what I'm what the, my go-to move is to grab them by the crotch. I'm going to tweak him. <laughs> like, he puts Dennis in, he puts him basically yeah. in a chokehold with one arm, and then, yeah. Grabs him down there with the other one. And, Gives him and, the old Oscar Mayer. <laughs> Cougar, Cougar was in a lot of pain. <laughs> he was, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> and Mucci, hey, it's effective. Yeah. When you're already, when you're basically already scum of the earth, why not? Yeah. Why not go for the crotch grab as your finisher? That's true. Right. That, should, that should be a professional wrestling finishing move. <laughs> it would have been like Bastion Booger's finishing move. <laughs> what what would the signal to the crowd be? Yeah, you know, because yeah, like good like, wrestlers have like a signal for what's coming. Hip, you know, hip thrusts. <laughs> the old, the old Val, Val Venus ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> yeah, bunch of hip thrusts, and then you give him the old give the, the old, old Oscar Mayer. <laughs> The old five finger rotator. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. yes, you just hold all five hands up to the to the crowd. Ah! <laughs> or 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 you you just yell turkey's done, and then <laughs> <laughs> the the opponent just sprints to the back. I've got. I, I submit. I'm done. <laughs> the turkey's done. Yeah, I don't see. There probably weren't many professional wrestlers that would have been okay with that as a finishing move. <laughs> Requires a lot of trust in your partner there. It would have been a real tough sell. <laughs> I can see Vince McMahon walks into the locker room. All right, fellas. One of you is going to get our new secret move. <laughs> yeah. Call, call it the five-finger discount. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, who was the – was it Johnny B. Good? Was that like Mark? Was it Mark Miro? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, you're flamboyant enough in your role. This is going to be your finisher. <laughs> Adrian Adonis is like, hey, that's mine. <laughs> I can see that being like, like just with the androgyny angle, that being Goldust's finisher. Oh yeah, exactly. Goldust. It's just or... how how, how pseudo sexualized that character was. Gorgeous George or yeah. something like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it'd have been a good Goldust finishing move for sure. It could have been Lex Luger's alternate move, also called the torture rack. 
yeah. Moving on. Next up, folks. <laughs> We've got enough talk of crotch grabbing uh next up we've got outside insight oz and i have been scouring the interwebs searching for unprofessional reviews that tickle our funny bones and we hope they tickle yours as well oz what is your outside insight i have an outside insight and a comment on the outside insight okay so it's a one and a half parter here got it okay this is a half star review from drew toothpaste left on letterbox <laughs> drew toothpaste in march he says don't like movies about high school make the car give powers to a 43 year old and it's a lot cooler who would i run over in the new car or whoever gets to drive it but they should be 43 years old <laughs> and the comment from senator from senator meow <laughs> i think i voted for senator meow says uh if they made that today, the car would be like a 2003 Sebring. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm glad I like the conversation that yes. Drew Toothpaste and Senator Meow were Senator having. Meow. I think Drew so. Toothpaste ran against Senator Meow and lost. <laughs> so, that's probably rubbing it in. Yeah. I'm Senator. But yeah, I, whoever gets it, they should be 43. Like, yes, yeah. Whoever gets the car. So that's, that's my outside yep. insight. Oh. <laughs> like, you watch this movie and your first thing is I don't like these kids are high school kids nope. this needs nope. to be a 43 year old man <laughs> alright Drew Toothpaste alright they'd make more sense if it was 43 alright what do you got well, I got a couple here, Oz, so humor okay. me while I rattle through some. All from the Internet Movie Database, all one out of ten reviews. Okay. <laughs> this first one comes from DMC Master in, in September of 2006. Everyone's seen this movie. A great concept, that of a car imbued with evil intent. Carpenter's direction is so typically lousy that it makes the movie a parody of itself. The people in the film rarely act even remotely as real people would under the circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> the protagonists, in real yeah, life. yeah, the protagonists are seen sta often seen standing around waiting for Christine to do her thing, rather than react like any normal person would. <laughs> I took a poll. <laughs> what would you do if if a cherry red '57 Plymouth or whatever this is comes to life yeah. and tries to mow you down while engulfed in flames? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so my next one is from. Cinephiliac from March 2019. Oh no, a car is going to get you. Just go inside any house or building or venture into a wooded area and your terror will subside. Most people are aware that safety bollards exist. Those short vertical concrete posts will stop any car. If your anxiety begins to become too much, you can also just keep some tire spikes in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I carry breath mints in my pocket. I, was... I think this guy is like an insurance actuary or yeah. something. Like, we can minimize all risk. Just carry tire spikes. Yeah, it's Jake from State Farm. Yeah. Ugh. Or Patrick Mahomes. One of the two. Yeah. Chris uh, Paul. <laughs> uh, my last one is from L. Borneolus18. Regarding the rest of the film, it could be named American Garbage. It helps to understand why shrinks are so successful in the USA. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, because bad film and, and, and success in mental health go synonymously. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. Okay. <laughs> that one was left in July of 2020 in the thick of the pandemic. Oh, okay. So, 
You guys alone. Yes, this person's clearly been alone in their in their apartment for months on end. Yes. So those those were my outside insights as uh, I found them to be fun. They are fun mm-hmm. and just out just like oh, it just it cracks me up that people will watch these movies and then that's their train of thought. Yeah. Of like this movie was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many ways this could have been avoided. Yeah. How like, come Moochie didn't have tire spikes in his pocket? God, what an idiot! <laughs> Why didn't he just run for the forest? Yeah, <laughs> or fight or head, a fight a concrete bollard. Yeah, head to Target. <laughs> <laughs> Hide behind those big red balls. Exactly. Just go to Target. Christine can't hurt you at Target. <laughs> oh my! You're out of Q-tips too, so you may as well stock <laughs> right. up while you're there. Two birds. Moochie. <laughs> Not die and get Q-tips. It's yeah, man. Swabs. <laughs> all right, hey folks, at that point in the show, you've all been waiting for our signature segment, the three, two, one, in which Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one huh about the film in question, 1983's Christine. Oz, my friend, what are your three goods? I was really impressed with Keith Gordon's performance. In yeah, this it was great in this. Yeah, he was great. I've seen Keith Gordon in a couple of other things. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a movie with Rodney, Dang- Rodney Dangerfield where they were both in college and on the swim team. Um, and he was fine. You know, it's like he's he's serviceable. Um, but he really did a great job. In he this did. Movie. Yeah, he was really good at this. You know, and knowing the, the, the range of his performance as well, that he had to be dweebish and then later on you know, uber confident. Like he really did a great job. Yeah, he sold so, it. I'd say he sold it well with his nonverbal performances yeah, as so well. Kudos to you, Keith Gordon. Yeah. And an excellent chokehold on your father as well. <laughs> uh, my second good is, and I mentioned this back in our first month, just the look of a Carpenter film. Yes. It has a vibe. It has a tone. Mm. It has a look. And it, I even went back to check the uh, DOP to make sure it wasn't, um, Oh, uh, I had it right before I said director of photography. I had Dean Cundy just to make sure it wasn't Dean Cundy again um, because it just had that vibe. But yeah, the look of a Carpenter film uh, and this movie had it and it just, I just love it. Yeah. Um, And three is, and I mentioned it earlier, Christine's stalking scenes. Yeah. When she's chasing down Moochie, when she's after Uh the rest of the game. They're really just the two of them, um, but there's just so much fun. Yeah. just tense and you just you're kind of on the edge of your seat you know what the result's going to be but it still was just a fun little ride Mm -hmm. so those are my three goods what do you got uh my first good i'm also going to call out a performance this was a a smaller scale one christine belford as arnie's mother Mm -hmm. you know not not a lot of screen time but like she was stone cold and she sold that well yeah she did yeah so tip of the cap to Christine Belford as Arnie Cunningham's mother. Uh, my second good, let's go uh, the special effects of Christine fixing herself, how they did that, um, you know, with um, like like inflatables and bladders and, and, yeah. and, you know, reverse editing. And, you know, like there was, like, I guess, like, like plastic parts that they used that they could bend and shape as well. But just it looked real. It looked authentic yeah, it, to me. It did. It looked great. Again, this is pre-CG. It, it looked amazing. So, yeah, just those those uh, effects were, were great. Um, and the last one, this movie is intense. Yeah. 
Like, it's, I mean, it's it goes along with your Carpenter uh, good there as well, but, like, this movie has an intensity to it. Like, it it literally and figuratively just drives. Like, the scene where, I, I, I know we've called it out a couple of times, but the scene where he starts choking his dad. Like, yeah. oh, man. Like, like they're arguing, like, they're, and then he just, he starts using the F word at him, and then he just puts both of his hands around his dad's neck, and his dad's more shocked than anything and, else. And when, he, and when he drops those F-bombs, like, they're sharp. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, they are pointed and uh-huh. daggered and deadly. Like, they are sharp. He's yeah. chosen that word specifically and yeah. used it. Weaponized it. Precision. Yeah. yeah. So, it's super intense movie. Yeah. Uh, in, in all the best of ways. So, yeah, those are my three goods. Hey, Oz, what are your two bads? Uh, my first one, and I mentioned it earlier, just the age of the high schoolers. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's an 80s trope, yeah. whatever, but it's still, like, it. Uh, you, Arnie, sure... Honestly, Cougar, sure. Like, mm-hmm. they 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 matured early, whatever. Yeah. But, like, Buddy Rapperton, come on. Like, <laughs> he's, you know, he's, even he's, if he plays... He's, he's paying alimony to two ex-wives. <laughs> you're going to convince us he's a high schooler? Like, he's clearly, like, he's going to be kicked out of school on his 21st birthday. Yeah. Like, he's he's, he's going to age out. He's there. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it it was comical. Even Lee was, I mean, they tried to dress her down as, you know, giving her, you know, a skirt and high socks and trying to make her, like, look more high school-ish, but it wasn't working. Like, the high school kids in this, like, they all hung out with Mr. Casey anyway, because they all, they all go to the same AA meetings. Um, <laughs> and my second bad is... Uh, Mr. How Mr. Casey hand, was like manhandling Rapperton. Like, I I originally had that yeah. in, in both a good and bad. In, yeah. the, in the good one, he he didn't back down to him right away. No. But then the bad, like oh, you can't put your hands on a no, student. No. You you're you're devaluing your case. Yeah. For expulsion, yes, he had a switchblade, but you've got witnesses that like. You grabbed him by the shirt collar and backed him into a table. Like, mm-hmm. and he wasn't physically aggressive towards you. He was in your face like any angry kid's going to be. But there was a power struggle here, and Mr. Casey lost it. Um, so that's my second bad is like, you can't do that to kids, even yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I know there was a day where you could paddle kids, and that, eh. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's dark to think that like our parents went to school when you could paddle kids. Yep. And we've come a long way. And yes. you'll have you'll have old timers make the case. It's like, well, you know what? The world today wouldn't be as, you know, these kids would be tougher today. They'd be more disciplined today. And yeah, like, if you just physically abuse them. Yeah, if you just, if if you lead with fear, then yeah. And mm-hmm. like, well, let's try to move past that. So It's, it's, called, are, it's called discipline, Oz. That's true. That's true. It's not fear. It's discipline. Mm-hmm. So those are my two bads. The age of the high schoolers and yeah. Mr. Casey's handling of the Rapperton. What do you got? Uh, I gotta say, my my first bad this movie. I get it's an '80s movie. It's got misogyny. It's got homophobia. Uh, at the football game, it's got white kids dressed in Native American regalia. Like, yeah, these are all bad things. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So '80s misogyny, homophobia, and white people dressed as Native Americans. I mentioned that the school district I work in's mascot is the Indian. <laughs> I'm I'm aware. Okay. And that we, uh, yeah, yeah, we had Mr. Indian two weekends ago and put a headdress on a boy for being Mr. Indian. 
probably not the best of moves. Uh, I agree, but I don't make the rules and policies around here. Uh huh. You get the community to change their mind. No, well, we'll 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 sit Christine on them. <laughs> there's a, there's a town next to me that has the same uh, the same mascot as well. Yeah, and there was also a town. Um, the next town south of, of uh, the town I grew up in, I, I don't know if it's still the mascot, but at one point it was the Redskins. Mm. And, yeah. Remind me, and I'll tell uh, you about one that one-ups that one even after the show. Oh. I don't want to drop it here on is, the other Is it a suburb of Peoria? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, okay, I'm aware. So you're aware. I, I'm you're aware, aware of that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, one, that one takes the cake. There's certain restaurants in that town you can go into, and there's still, like, newspaper articles. Oh, and, uh, I'm sure. And uh, jerseys on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So for, for folks who are curious, uh, just do a quick Google map search as to suburbs of Peoria. And if one happens to share the name of a uh, a, a, a very large Eastern Asian city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's one big bad. Uh, my second bad, I was debating whether to put this as a good or a bad because I both love it and, and it's annoying at the same time. I'll, I'll include it here just because I want to include it. Just Robert Prosky. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I can't polish a turd. <laughs> you got the Kayla Kayla kind of crapper. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> To, to be fair, that garage was his kingdom. It was. It, he, he was its prince. Yep. So, yeah. I, again, I, it's both a good and a bad, but right. we'll, we'll call it a bad just because I want to include it. Robert Prosky. Exactly. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, hey, Oz, what's your one huh? Um, in the finale, how did Christine cover itself in all that debris in the climactic showdown? <laughs> When they're looking uh-huh. for her, and, yeah. and Dennis is in the—he's in the bulldozer, and Lee's yeah. standing out in the middle of nowhere. And then suddenly, Christine drives out from underneath a pile of scrap. Yep, it's a box of scrap. <laughs> box, box of scrap. Box of scraps. <laughs> how, how did Christine cover itself? It was Obadiah Stane was there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I know Arnie was driving the car, but the point still is. How did Christine cover yeah. itself in scrap? Yeah, <laughs> that's my huh. They were they were they were keeping it up in the on the rafters that just fell. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> so that that's my huh. How did Christine cover herself itself in scrap? Box of scraps. <laughs> and it came. It in a cave. Oh, a cave. oh I love scraps. it. Poking <laughs> Christmas story right in the chest. <laughs> Take that, Peter Billingsley. <laughs> football. What's a football? <laughs> so, uh, what, what do you got for your <laughs> My haw. Um, we kind of mentioned one. I'll, I'll give my haw runner up. We kind of mentioned it earlier. Like, what is what is old man Marley wearing? You know, it's, it's you know, like I've heard of like duct tape, like tuxedos and like prom dresses, but like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just wearing like a casual like like duct tape shirt that he made for it's like himself. ahead of his time yeah <laughs> maybe he's a night cycler and that's his like his that's his, that's his refle- there you go it's for it's safety vest. it's a safety vest <laughs> that's why he doesn't drive christine he knows she's dangerous yeah it's safety first for old man marley he's a night cycler i just made that up is that even a term it should be if it's that <laughs> uh, my real huh is um, why don't more movies have gratuitous fighting crotch grabs? 
<laughs> I don't know why they don't. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was proven effective. It's an effective move, and they filmed it. Like, yeah, <laughs> Moochie is like you, Dennis. You cool to do this? One take. <laughs> you get one. You get one, and, and the actor who plays Moochie is like, yes. Cougar <laughs> <laughs> hey, looks over at Carpenter. Is like one. I said one take, John. Contractually, one, you get one crotch grab. I will do this one time. One and then time. we have to come up with a plan B. <laughs> but, like choke hole, you know, like like a. a you know, a rear neck chokehold, and then punch me in the ribs or something. But yeah. I will give you one wiener bowl. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just one. One. <laughs> John looks at Moochie and goes, make it count. <laughs> you better give Troll on this take. <laughs> <laughs> and after that poll, he was still sweaty in Top Gun. <laughs> Those were the flashbacks that he was having. That's, 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 that's why he was having a hard time laughing. It wasn't talking about his wife and tears. It was about high school when Gucci grabbed his junk. In the cockpit instead of a shirt's It's all reminded him. Like, this is the worst place to be. It's just a, just a, a picture of Gucci's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's <laughs> the Dean Stockwell cinematic universe, folks. <laughs> You're coming at too hot, Cougar. <laughs> we said the same thing about uh we said the same thing oh about god. Urban Cowboy. Was this is SpaceX refused to work because she didn't get along with John Travolta because of the way he treated her and Carrie. <laughs> These actors hold grudges. Like, so they go on strike. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, no, I'm, I'm never going to be able to watch that scene in Top Gun the same. He just looks at the picture of his family. It's just Moochie's it's like hands. It's like a super dramatic tense scene and we're just going to laugh at it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. It's like, I'm like streaming tears down my cheeks. Maverick yelling, Moochie pulled back. Why can't you? <laughs> You tell that to Moochie! <laughs> oh, the trauma. <laughs> there's also the scene in uh, in the in Christine Two where they're making out in the car. There, there's two crotch. There's two gratuitous crotch grabs in this movie. So there's multiple grabbings of groins. <laughs> but but there's there's no boobs. So no, no. Carpenter's evolving as a filmmaker. Mm, lots of headlights, but no boobs. <laughs> That's true. Mm. We saw Christine's. Yeah, <laughs> she never had them. Never covered them up. Uh-uh. Yeah, they were just all, all. They were out there. Those people who have like the Cars franchise or their favorite movies really love Christine. <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> Again, we never see the tailpipe. We'll, we'll end where we began. <laughs> people are like, I know how Arnie's feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> so, so, folks, that's 1983's Christine. <laughs> <laughs> oh god hey, what, uh, what do you got next week uh, next week I don't know how we're going to top that uh, <laughs> however uh, we're going from a fun John Carpenter movie we're fast forwarded just a couple years from 83 to I believe 86 uh -huh. and we're going from to a film that Stephen King not only wrote but also directed <laughs> Yet, yes folks we yes. are going to the Emilio Estevez starring Maximum Overdrive yeah Oh, what That's a like bonkers movie. 
This really is just an ACDC music video. It, it is, yeah. It's it's a it's a music video with terrible acting. Oh, and, and yeah, some, but it's so and, and fun. No plot, but some fun sequences. Yeah, it, it it's 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 fun. Like, and, and and a disappointing amount of crotch grabs. Yes, as in probably none. Yeah. I feel bad that of everybody involved with this movie, Stephen King's the one that can't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it, directed it, planned it all out, shot it, and uh, yeah, I was Just so coked up. I don't co- have a clue. Coke-fueled fever dream. No idea what happened. So he watches this. It's like, this is a great film. <laughs> Whoever directed this did a great job. <laughs> Top notch. (laughs) (laughs) I give it seven crotch grabs. (laughs) Oh, well, that wraps up our Christine episode. Uh, We, like you said, we'll be back with Maxim Overdive next week. Uh, Social media wise, you can find us Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter. (laughs) Sure, why not? (laughs) Whatever. Uh, We get like no traffic through there, so I've basically (laughs) stopped using it. I don't really go to it either. I occasionally just to see what pops up and then I share it. There may be a day where I just quit posting to it because whatever. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back social media wise. I already told you Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Patreon link down below. If you would like to add to the fun because we have fun on this show. We do. We do. We take a murderous car and turn it into wiener jokes. <laughs> we take a, a, a man at an existential crisis and a billion dollar jet holding a picture of his family and laugh yep. at it. <laughs> he just chuckled. <laughs> so, he landed safely. He did. Fine. He did. So, uh, but no, next week, Maximum Overdrive. We're halfway through October already. We are. And, uh,. A fun month for next month. Yeah, yes, we we'll do. That in a couple of weeks. So, all right, for Let's Talk About Flicks, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>